What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. Back in the building with my cousin, doing things the way we do. How you doing, man? What's going on, brother? Feeling good, brother. We were on the uh, cusp of the... Actually, just before we started recording, I was watching the uh, playing game between the Heat and the Hawks. So playoff basketball is here, which is pretty much when I really start paying attention. Like I yeah. said, that 82-game season sometimes seems to drag on. But I'm good, brother. I played a round of bad golf today, <laughs> and uh, I'm just here ready to kick it with you, man. Sweet, sweet. I mean, yeah, that, that game looked like a blowout early on, and now it looks like it's uh, getting a little close going into the fourth quarter. You know, maybe like a 13-point lead by Atlanta, which is surprising. I would have thought the, you know, Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler would have came a little bit harder than that. So it's very interesting seeing Trey with all the turmoil that he's been going through in the Hawks, talking about trades and all that. So it's it's pretty uh pretty funny. But hey, yeah. this is when you know it's for all the marbles now. So the playing's pretty cool. I like that whole whole thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you play a game, and I think not this game, but the other game where it's like the. <clears throat> What is it? Nine and ten seed. Whoever loses that is out. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And so the all loser, this, this one actually has a has a chance to get the eighth seed as well after they lose. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those will all be played by the time that this releases. So we'll have to see how it how it turns out. Yep. But uh, yeah, man. So we're here for another solo episode this week, which which is nice. Like I said, I would like to talk with you a little bit about what's going on, and and I wanted to talk to you about um. A uh, nice mail day that I got. Not so much what I got in the mail, but the way the guy sent the the stuff. Like, <laughs> I got to give this guy props, man. And just uh, there was a bunch of fifty six tops commons cards, but and so this you're, is now you're really you're really uh, trying to fulfill that set there. You're you're becoming a set collector, Tony. You're real vintage. I am. Real I, am. I now cool. have twenty three out of the three hundred and forty two cards that I need. Wow, that's a lot of cards, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh you know what we're going to talk about that later. It's it's definitely a different collecting mindset, mm-hmm. I feel. And we'll we'll talk about that later cuz th- there's something that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. But yeah, so I have 23 of the 342, but this is now the second time I've purchased some cards off of this gentleman and I I'll keep I'm probably going to keep coming back once he puts some more cards up. It's through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um good reputation per you know the group stuff like that so i felt pretty comfortable but he paypal goods and he's right off the bat he prefers paypal goods and services okay for both of us you know so it protects both of us i'm like no problem man uh so paid him like that and he's now sent two envelopes with nice real big says do not machine do not bend says pictures uh doesn't even say fragile like it has those three things really big and pronounced, and I guess that means something to you guys. Yeah, you can talk to. I mean, I guess you only deliver. You don't see. Yeah, it doesn't mean nothing to me. But to the clerks that are throwing that stuff around like it's a football, and you know, jump shots from three point land, and mm-hmm. putting it on the machine, and it going through and getting squished, or you know. So when you when you see, I mean, again, I can't speak for the clerks because I've seen mm-hmm. them do some crazy stuff with you know. Listen, you know, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> there's been a couple times where I've sent boxes. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's been cards and they're, you know, for the most part, it's light. Man, my man just takes it and just, <laughs> it's like, dude, like, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I was like, if you're doing that in front of me, what goes on? Oh, bro. Like, dude, 
I was watching some <laughs> something tonight. <laughs> now the girl that's not even a clerk, she's a manager and she's shooting three-point shots with huge boxes. I'm talking not those little boxes, it's a huge box and she's yeah. setting up, launching it, you know, and I'm just like, "Good lord, man." Yeah, that's Again, uh, I don't mean to rat out my my people's, but it is is very cringeworthy when you when you see that cuz especially the way I am, like I just received a huge box uh, <clears> of <throat> Funko Pops, two of them that I ordered. Not the little ones, but the bigger ones where it's yeah. like a He-Man and Skeletor, but they're riding, you know, Panthor and Battlecat. Oh, nice. So they're, they're, they're the bigger ones. So I got both of them at the same time from the same dude. And thank God he packaged it well. You know, he did everything, the bubble wrap. He put the, uh, you know, the cardboard, um, not even like the cardboard, but you know, when they say, like... yeah, I got you. The Yeah, that's it's hard. Yeah, to, I know yeah, exactly I don't even what the hell it is, but it, it's good filler in there uh -huh. to, to make sure it's not moving around. Um, so, but that's the key, man, especially for toys. You know, I, I know with cars, but with, for toys, especially if you're keeping it in the box, mm -hmm. those things are very fragile. The Funko Pops. Um, so yeah. to have a nice box and to make sure the plastic doesn't get bent, you got to really, really do a good job with that. And so, you know, PSA for the people out there, if you're selling stuff, man, just take that extra little you know step to go ahead and make sure that you're, you're packaging stuff right just you know for you because you don't want to get a bad uh review from somebody and you just want to make sure that the stuff you're sending gets to that person the same way that you had it and you, when you were able to enjoy it yeah especially when you got that type of stuff happening at the post office as you were talking i'm picturing when ace ventura <laughs> he was a UPS guy and he's he had the you know he had the box and he's just kicking it down the street and stuff Bro, like that. It, so. it, I haven't seen that. Yeah. But you might as well when you know yeah you're you're like four hampers deep and they're just they have it all memorized so they know where it's going. And dude, with those clerks, the way they separated it's unbelievable because they had these huge hampers full of stuff. So it, it's anything from boxes to little cards to you know the medium size and they're just like Wow. all over the place and i'm just like wow um so it gets where it needs to get to but it not, might not be in the shape that you want it to so right it's wild how you're watching that now through the eyes of a collector all you're yeah. seeing is collectibles and it could be feathers in there for all you yeah know. yeah yeah but i'm just like oof, man <laughs> i know the, the the curator put up a video the other day he bought some gi joe figures yes. i think it was and he went out of his way to talk about the guy who sent the packaging in very nice package it was like yes. layers in between layers and yep. stuff and yep that that's exactly like a, like i said with collectibles dude that's the main thing because when you buy something like that as, as a toy collector you're you're not looking to take it out of the box you're looking to keep it in the box so the toy could be just fine it's not about what's mm -hmm. inside it's just that outer shell of whatever it is whether it's the cardboard or the plastic you want that pristine and if it's not packaged right, dude, like there was four times I had to send the same uh, character back from He-Man where Walmart just shoved it in not even a bubble wrap envelope, just a, you know, a plastic envelope and sent it through. It Four times it came damaged as hell. And I'm just like, what are these guys doing? And it's from Walmart. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. just really responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's messed up, man. Uh, before we get to the next topic. You ran into an old friend of the show today. Yes. Talk to me about that. 
So your boy's out doing his job, you know, delivering the mail, doing videos as I, you know, I'm walking through the the beautiful streets of uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. I seen a beautiful, beautiful uh, tree, you know, with the pink and the white leaves and all the leaves. had. It's still on the tree, but a bunch of them had dropped on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it reminded me of Eddie Murphy walking through <laughs> with the ladies dropping the thing. And as soon as I did that video, I come up to the next block and my boy... Mr. I don't know you want to say his name. Let's just say JS um, was standing outside mowing his lawn. And this is the gentleman that uh, cousin Tony and I had done the deal with where he had the six Jordans, the Michael Jordan rookie 1986 Fleer that he allowed us to purchase one. And he allowed me to come into his home. We became friends. And, um, you know, this is the first time I see him in a while. So we, we just start chatting it up and, uh, you know, he, he still has everything, you know, he, he was talking about going ahead and, and selling everything. Uh, he, he described it as an onion, you know, many layers, many things that he has to peel back and things that he has to do in order for this thing to happen. But he, he has his top layer that he's going to send out to auction and then the other things that he's going to put on eBay and then the other things that, you know, so it was a whole thing. And this was, what two years ago? I was about to say it's been two years. That that's a hell of an onion. Yeah, and literally he set up at two shows in Ephrata, which is like a small show. Yeah. Um, so other than things he sold to me and a couple of things that he sold in Ephrata, he pretty much whatever he made in Ephrata when he went down to National, he spent it all and got it all back. So this dude is the ultimate, and when I say ultimate hoarder of cards, this dude he literally got divorced because of cards it was a choice his wife was like well ex-wife was you choose between me and the cards and he was like peace see you later yeah i know we, we've talked about that before he he just reminds me of of a guy of that guy uh in the chasing cardboard where i told you he had the, the house of cards where he had yeah. all that stuff but uh yeah that 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 guy you talk about diamond hands but they're also like uh Kung Fu grip. Like, I don't, so he must really, really like, do you think he enjoys his cards or is it more just about accumulating them? He does. And he knows exactly. He was discussing this, how it's so difficult for him to let a card go because he has a story behind each card purchase and okay. he has thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cards. So it's like, damn, you got a lot of stories, bro. Yeah. You know, um, he's a, he's a set builder. Now, he started from 1957. Now, he has cards, be, um, not the full sets before that, but he has, you know, cards before 1957. Uh -huh. But he has every top set from 1957 till now when it comes to, you know, baseball. And then, he, you know, any type of uh, tops, basketball. Um, he also collects hockey and, yeah. you know, all the yeah. sports, basically. He's just, he's a tops animal. Yeah. Football. So it was just ni nice to see him, you know, just to kind of rekindle that card friendship yeah 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 because i just you know you never know i'm gonna leave it out there maybe he one day when uh you know he he's not a young man mm -hmm. but he if he's uh one day realizing you know i don't have too many days left on this earth and uh i remember that cousin oz was really good to me <laughs> i never got to make that deal but damn it i'm gonna put him in my will since my son doesn't want this <laughs> yo cousin oz take all my cards baby there you go yeah, I mean, <laughs> and real quick before we, we switch gears, but you yeah, you, know, you talked about he, he said he priced his stuff, but it's been months yeah. now, so that's yeah, a yeah. Whole so other... he, he, yeah, he he said, listen, he goes, I have everything. I went through my entire collection, and I have everything priced out. 
And I was like, wow. I said, really? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I put it for the price that I want. I said, now, John, I said, last time when we did the deal with the Jordan, I mean, you were kind of, you were, you were high, you were high. I mean, when we did the deal, you know, at that time it was, it, it was what it was, you know, we, we paid uh yeah. 6,000, right? Yeah. 6,000 for the, it was raw. Um, and then we sold it for five. So, you know, lost a little bit, but Hey, we got out in time. Right. Um, so basically he got everything priced out and I told him, I said, dude, if, if you're interested, I have guys, you know, that we've interviewed, you know, we, we do the podcast. So there's plenty of guys that we will, I can just have come to your home. They can go ahead and give you uh, an estimate. Obviously it's not going to be full book on everything. You can't just say, yeah, I want top dollar when it comes to Beckett, you know, all your stuff is raw, nothing's graded. Um, and they'll give you like 60 to 70% of what that, you know, whatever the comps are. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, do you really? <laughs> do you really? Because <laughs> I don't think, I think if those guys would come here and they would offer you 60, 70%, you'd like get the hell out of my damn house. Yeah. Yeah. And so you pointed out about raw and, and by putting this, this uh, 56 set together, I've noticed, you know, okay. So like you said, you referenced the Beckett and, and that gives you, Correct me if I'm wrong. Does that not give you like good, very good, excellent? I don't know about uh, everything, but it does have. But a, it gives uh, you like a range. range. Yeah. Right. And, you know, see, seeing this, these guys post these cards, some people's opinion with VG, you know, it, it, it varies. And that yeah. that's the one thing where I give the nod to the grading where the number is the number. And then you can start off of that. Right. The VG to you might not be VG to me, you yeah. know. You know, we have Corky who loves cars that are just, you know, yeah, well loved. He don't care. Yeah, he, he's Mr. Well Loved. And then, and John, I said, John, when you look at a card, what are you looking at? Are you looking at surface? Are you looking at center? And he's like, corners. They got to be so sharp that they cut somebody. Okay. That was exactly what I said. I said, you know, it's funny. I said, because I got people that, you know, swear by the centering. They can have soft corners, mm -hmm. but it's, it's all about the centering. And he goes, I'm all about corners and registration. Sounds okay. interesting. He's like, he's like, don't get me wrong. I don't want a car that's way off center. He's like, but I'm not opposed to, you know, 80, 20, you know, something like that. Fair enough. It, it's nice to, to like be able to dip into the thought process of, of a collector yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, it, and it's funny because when I first met him, I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. You know, I, I, I didn't yeah. know it was like he was up here and I'm down here and I'm just mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I just want a Jordan. That's all I'm really, you know, can you show <laughs> me the Jordans? Because I've never even seen one, held one. Because yeah. it's true. I've never gone to a shop, never been to a national, never been to a show at that point, And I've never seen an 86 Fleer Jordan that close. And literally I have six right in front of me and I'm just like yeah. in awe. And he's like, yeah, man, take whichever one you want. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. <laughs> So Tony's in, you know, Tony's set up in the, in the van with the, with the headphones <laughs> on and listening to our whole conversation, you know, like, all right, let, let me see. And, you know, I got the glasses with the, the scope that he could see. And he's like, okay, the one to the left looks pretty good. You know, turn it around. And <laughs> you imagine that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all set up like a, like the freaking uh, CIA. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, do, do you want me to come? No, 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 no. Just stay in the van and yeah. I'll just go ahead and put the glasses on. And then <laughs> you can talk in my ear. That's great, man. So let's switch it up, man. You got some pretty big news. You got a man. This is like, this is Ooh. dope, man. You got a, I guess a surprise has been, you know, cat's been let out of the bag. I guess you can, you can talk about that, but yeah. 
Yeah, um, this is something I wasn't going to talk about, but like you said, the cat's been out the bag for a couple days now. Um, so first off, scrolling through IG, and I get tagged in a in a post showing uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things, who is, you know, that's my girl, and Stranger Things is my favorite show. Um, so basically, she's going to make one appearance in the United States this year, and it's one day. It's May 20th, and it's in Orlando, Florida. So I get this post, and I'm like, damn. I just made trips, uh, uh, plans to, to, to make a trip to Orlando the 22nd to the 29th in April, right, you know, right before mm-hmm. May. And had I known, I would have scheduled it for May that we're down there, and I could have uh, taken my daughter, and it would have been nice, real nice and easy, you know? Kill two birds with one stone. But I already had made the plans for April 22nd to the 29th, so I was like, hey, that sucks. But my daughter... She's always said, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm getting that card from Ken Carl. I'm getting a one-on-one of 11 made special for you. I said, but when I get it, we're probably going to have to send it to through the mail to have Millie sign it. Because I don't see us going, you know, to San Diego, to a Comic-Con or, you know, some, something like that where, where she makes these appearances. And I said, I don't even know if she's going to make those appearances because she's too big now. Yeah, uh, She might make one or two, but, uh, you know, I'll see her maybe show up in overseas in Europe or Germany and stuff like that. I said, so there's no guarantee we're going to be able to see her in person. So I'm more than likely going to have to send it through the mail. My daughter's like, if you do that, I'm not going to believe that the auto's real, the autograph. Look at her. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would you say it? She's like, cause I didn't see it. So I, I, you know, even if you did it and it says, you know, the grading company says it's authentic. I wouldn't believe it. It is my 11 year old daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Junior, junior watchdog. Yeah. She's a junior watchdog. Yeah. If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, you're kind of rough there. I was like, you know, yeah. you got to believe the grading companies. Nah, no, I don't. <laughs> and walked away and I was like, whoa. And this was before anything. So when I seen, you know, her appearing in, freaking orlando may 20th and i was like only appearance in the united states this year i was like man i thought about it thought about it and i said to myself you know what what the hell i i have a couple bucks saved that i was gonna no, you did you're not you're not telling the whole story what's the whole story what did i tell you refresh my memory i said i said it's time to lock up well, father oh, of the year yeah <laughs> Well, it's true because then here I get the the thing where uh, I I forgot to mention this. So sports car dad, he he sends me the thing and he's like, yo, I'm taking my daughter down. And I'm just like, oh, man, I was like, that's going to be so awesome for you, bro. I said, I can't make it. You know, I'm going down April 22nd to the 29th. Have fun. He's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So then I was like, man. And then Tony's like, bro, you know, you would be dad of the year if you were able to take your daughter down. And have her, you know, meet Millie, take a picture with Millie and have her sign the card. Could you imagine that? So now the wheels are spinning. And I'm like, man, how can I make this happen? I don't have I had the money, but I'm saving it for the national or a couple, you know, other things I was thinking about. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I love spending some somebody else's money. Yeah, yeah. Of course, for you, it's easy. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the devil on my shoulder, you know. Yeah, And meanwhile, my wife has no idea what I'm planning or what the hell's going on. So I'm just down here in my basement with uh, Tony on my shoulder saying one thing and, you know, 
St. Oz over here saying, bro, you, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> and, you know, Tony, the devil eventually went over my thought process and took the uh, incentive, went ahead and, and bought the, basically we're going down that Saturday. We're leaving early Saturday morning, five o'clock uh, from Philadelphia airport, getting there at eight. The function starts, I believe at 11 o'clock. Um, they're going to do, the autographs first and the pictures. Now, the only thing is at 5.30, she has a like a, a question and answer, like a Q&A type okay. thing, yeah. like a panel, yeah. um, which my daughter wants to go to, but our plane leaves at 6.30. So there's Ooh. no way yeah, that I'm going to be able to attend yeah. that. So I have to – I tried to go online to push the, the tickets back to see if I – and the, the, the latest ticket I can get is like 9.30 – but we'll be getting home like here around 1230. Yeah. Midnight. Um, but I have to call up the company because I picked one of those cheap airlines, you know, okay. like Frontier. They don't yeah. allow the changes on on the computer. You have to call up somebody. So that's still in the works. But the whole point is we're going down to Florida, May 20th. Um, I was going to keep it a secret from my daughter. I couldn't. I told my wife first because I couldn't, you know. Yeah. At first, I'm like, yeah, I'm not telling anybody. I'm just going to keep it a secret. And then like two days later, I told my wife, I said, listen, I'm telling you something, but you can't say nothing to nobody. You can't tell our other daughter. You can't tell your mom. You can't tell nobody. But this is what's going on. And then the first thing, you know, she's jumping down my throat about where'd right. you get this money? We're going on another trip. How do you have for another? And I'm just, listen, this is why I don't want to tell you. You know what I mean? You're ruining this moment for me. I don't care. I'm not going. Thanks. Thanks, honey. Yeah. And then little by little, she started to realize how much this is going to mean to my daughter yeah. um, meeting her hero, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's the main thing. So when I told my daughter, I said, Hey, what, what would you think about going to see, you know, Millie? She's like, yeah, that's not happening. I said, well, what if I told you it was, she's like, yeah, it's not happening. And I'm like, well, it's going to happen. And you're going out. No, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden like reality hit and she was just like, well, what am I going to say? I said, well, that's why I'm telling you right now. I said, because daddy's not spending all this money for you to go ahead and freeze right. up in front of Millie and look like, you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, she'll, she'll come up with something like the eyes. Once the lights come on, she'll, uh, I'm hoping, she'll shine. I'm hoping. Usually, usually she does when, once, once the lights come on, but I, you know, either way, bro, the experience is going to be so dope. And then I got the one-on-one Ken yeah. Carl coming this week. He finished it. He let me see it. It's on its way. Um, and he put a special place on the bottom of it for her to sign. Uh, now the only thing is he did put it in those, he slabbed it up. Okay. So now yeah. are those easy to crack? Yeah. They're, they're one touches. Well, yeah, they're, I mean, if he put it in, in those slabs, um, I'm not, I, I haven't seen it. So, I mean, typically he puts it in a one touch. No, it's not a one touch. Oh, okay. He slabs the it. actual, yeah, where it has the tie. It looks like okay. a PSA slab. Yikes! That might be have have to be a conversation you have with the man. Um, yeah, and I'm like, wait. and he knows that I'm getting it signed. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it I'm would hoping be it's a... not a hole to do to. Yeah, crack this puppy up. Yeah, well, ho just hopefully it's not like a little snap. Yeah, that'll have to be a conversation you have with him. But nah, that that's awesome, man. And I, you've talked about having Ken Carl highlight parts of your collection and to have an iverson auto now you know have the millie auto mm -hmm. that's fire man and 
I can't wait to. That's why I said I had when you told me today. I was like, oh man, I have like a million questions because she's, you know, I know that she can be shy and and she yeah. being your daughter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you guys are gonna have a blast, man. It'll be it's like gonna be a long day, but it'll be at the end of the day. Like I, I said to you, like sometimes, man, like that's a lifetime memory for a kid. And yeah, yeah, you, that, you put yourself was, in her shoes, you're like. Yeah, that would have yeah. been like my brother be like, "Yo, we're going to New York to yeah. go see Michael Jackson." Yeah, like you're gonna get to meet him. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I said, at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's a nice chunk of change, but yeah, it's it, nothing. It, a, it's nothing life, a life is about memories, bro. The memories yeah. when it's all said and done. I always say, like, when you're on your deathbed, all you have is is you know the family members that are around you and the memories that you you had, you know, that you made as a human being. So. This is going to yeah. be one of those. Yeah. Like I said, now you're in the running for father of the year. Oz, the people's mailman versus sports card dad. Yeah, bro. I got to fight to the death. You guys are going to be <laughs> running to the booths to see who could buy more, more junk at the, at the, at the, uh, hollow. It's like a horror. Con- well, that's another thing too. It's yeah, a double it's a convention. Yeah. It's a double whammy. Cause it's a horror convention. I said, man, you're going to walk out of there with like all kinds of stuff. They're having a, you know, a costume contest. Like a crazy one, not like the uh, good old toy convention uh, <laughs> cosplay. This is like real scary. I mean, you know, it's right up yeah. my, right down my alley, up my alley, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So we'll see how that turns out. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy you guys are gonna get to enjoy that, man. So giddy up and get the uh, popcorn ready, as they say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, dude, you brought up <clears throat> nationals right around the corner. That it is. Time flies, bro. I know. And uh, so wanted to give Rob his flowers. He, he we, we were calling a national uh, family reunion, mm-hmm. but he called it the hobby new year. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty good one. Cause you can, it's, it's a nice point of reference of time where you're like last national, you know, till this national and stuff like that. And I mean, we talked about before we started. I feel like it was just yesterday. Like, I don't feel like it's almost been a calendar year. I, I just, you know, what's fresh in my mind is everybody just talking smack on Atlantic City. It just feels like it was like two weeks ago. Everybody's just trashing Atlantic City. Yeah. You know, the cards were great. Uh, you know, the people were great. But all they could talk about was how bad Atlantic City was. And it just feels like, like I said, like it was yesterday. And here we are really only a few weeks away getting ready and gearing up to go to the next one. And I was just like, man, wow. So it just kind of like got me thinking with that around the corner, you know, what, what has changed in the hobby, you know, for you, Tony, in this year, you know, whether it's the hobby in general, what do you think has changed or, you know, as you, as a collector, how have you changed in this, you know, past year from this national to the other one? Yeah. I have a couple of points on both the hobby as a whole. I feel like it has a stronger foundation mm-hmm. where like, the older collectors, they feel like validated for sticking it out and seeing mm-hmm. living through the boom and, and getting their day in the sun for, you know, sticking around and, yeah, and getting their payday. They decided to let go on like our, our guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. Who decided to hold on. Um, but if you, if you, like you said, got your payday, I mean, yeah, man, you deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is that I feel like those guys, so, you know, the, the foundation of the hobby, I feel it stronger. Those guys have said, they got their flowers. For us, I feel like we're rejuvenated. We left, we came back, and now we're enjoying it. We're we're a lot more educated. Everybody, I think, is a lot more educated. Um, some people may beg to differ based on our next subject, but we'll get to that later. 
but I feel like a lot more people are educated and we're, like I said, we're rejuvenated. We're back again. And I feel like I don't, I don't see like who, who was it? Um, Oh, uh, our guy, uh, I got to see his face now. Forgive me. Uh, Mike uh, from, he is like, you know, some people, they just stopped collecting. They never, you know, how do you say it? Like they just took a break or something like that. Right, like, right, right. Like, so we kind of, but they yeah, like he, he's like you stop collecting, but you still have the cards. Yeah, so that doesn't mean mean you're not still a collector. It just means you paused, mm -hmm. but you're you've always been a card collector. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I, I feel like that you you kind of have that where those people are they feel like they're back, they're rejuvenated. And for me, as personally as a collector, from starting again from let's just say that year to year, for me, I feel like I'm more pur purposeful. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting caught up in listening to shows and what they're buying and talking about and buying that stuff. Like I'm really like zoned in on what I like and what I want to do and what I'm building. And for the most part, I'm sticking to it. I'm not buying. I haven't bought anything. I believe I can say that I, that I, that is just hot. And I just bought it just because everybody else is buying. Yeah. I guess it's all been stuff that I like that I'm, you know, curating my, my stuff. So, you know, it's funny you say that cause it's, I think that was real prevalent leading up to the national and before that, those six, six months to a year, that type of content was out there on the daily, listening to the stuff. And, and you know, we took, we, we talk about, you know, which we're going to get into, you know, the watchdogs and, and then the influencers uh, pumping and dumping and things like that. I, I, it was running rampant back, you know, especially during the boom, you know, anywhere from, you know, they always talk about the Marvel PMGs. I, you know, I like to talk about the kabooms, uh, the downtowns, you know, inserts like that, um, or just you know, wrestling was big. I'm not. For me, saying it was that. the wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Wrestling was big. F1. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it. You know, it was you, you name it. They were just they were pumping pretty much anything and everything uh, when it came to that. So that was real prevalent back in the day. I don't. I don't see that content as much. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, everybody's wiser. It, it, it's a year now. So the people that are left here, they they've done their homework. They they you know they listen to content, or if not, they they stay in their lane. They they know what they like, and how they're going to collect, and they're really not going to veer off from it, and they're not going to go ahead and, and just purchase something just because, you know, Dan, a great curator, says, "Hey, look at this Star Wars card," you know, Curator Army, you know, mount up, let's go, you know, <laughs> and Curator Army said, "Yeah, that's pretty dope," but uh, you know. I'll buy it if I want to. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I don't believe my, my my thing is like I don't see one, you know, a lot of these, whether it's you know, Jeff Sports Card Investor, who are like, you know, the two two big guys that everybody talks about. I, I just don't see people just blindly following these guys and doing whatever they say. You know, I, I know we talk about influencers. I, I believe people can put ideas in our head and after a while you might look into it, but none of these guys are holding a gun to anybody's head. You know, I don't see Dan, the curator going out and put, putting a gun in your head, Tony, to buy a, a Marvel PMG or the latest and greatest, you know, Star Wars or even Disney, you know, not for nothing. I love you, Manny, but you were pumping the hell out of that Woody. <laughs> I mean, so can can I you know what I mean am, am I allowed to you know call him out? He had more more uh, you know <laughs> a post about that Woody than I've seen in anything else this year. But just I'm you know I'm messing around. But it's like yo you can you can basically talk smack on anybody if you want to. 
you know, whether it's Rob, the sports car therapist or cousin Oz for talking about his Michael Jackson's or his stranger things or Tony, if you want to talk about, you know, your punch out, you know, and stuff like that, you're hyping up the, the gay market now. Cause you want to get your, you know, <laughs> you know, Tony yeah. got like six punch outs hidden somewhere that he's going to sell, you know, double in value once he's yeah. done. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I've, I've got away from, so I used to listen to a ton of hobby content and that's mm -hmm. also another thing I've, I've, that shrunk down tremendously for me. I agree. And I don't, I do not listen to any content that does like plays of the week. Yes. Um, trending up. I, I don't, like I, I, and I, I used to, I used mm -hmm. to do that when I first came in. I mean, again, I was listening to everything as if I mean, I'm freaking, I'm going to try and get as much content as I can just to catch up and whatever. But I don't, I don't listen to plays of the like. That was one of I don't, I don't listen to anything plays of the week. That that yeah. like sticks out to me like a sore thumb because I know like, hmm. yeah, it, it was rampant. I mean, and and it still goes on, and and I get it. Every you know everybody has their niche, you know. So there's yeah. certain uh, pods out there that want to talk about from the perspective of either you being a dealer and making the most amount of money that way, or you're yeah. just in the car game and you're a flipper. So we're gonna teach you how to buy what to buy and then how to go out there and flip yeah. it and make the most amount of money and give you ideas on how to do it, which again, there's, you know, this is an ecosystem. Everybody has to eat. So we need the dealers, we need the flippers and we need the collectors that are going to, you know, everybody's going to end up with at the end. We need all that for this, this to work out. So we're not calling out anybody or we're not going to say, you know, we, you know, that person shouldn't be in this hobby because of this, that, and a third, um, you know, Every, everybody needs everybody. If we if we were all just collectors, nothing would be out there for sale. So, yeah, very true. So let me flip it on you. What? How do you feel? I mean, you kind of talked on a hobby, but what about you as a collector? Where are you at? You know, you're almost a year removed from from the last national. Me, I, I like now. I feel like I do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> like, I, there's no shame in my game. Like, it's like before it was kind of trepidatious as to what I should buy. And, you know, I, I was like dead set on like, I'm going to build the ultimate collection that's going to be worth X amount of money by the time I retire, if I want to sell it or if I want to will it down to my kids. So I want to be real particular with what I buy and everything's got to be gem mint 10 and it's got to be the best of the best. And now it's just like, you know what? I, I'm just going to buy what I like. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to like it, but it's going to be a collectible. So is it going to be worth, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars? Probably not. But to me, now that I have it in my collection, it's more, you know, it's, it's valuable to me so that when I come down into my man cave, I feel good. I, I want to feel good for the longest time. I'm damn near 50 years old. So for, you know, 46 years of my life, I did for everybody else. So these last couple of years, you know what? Shit, I'm doing it for me now. You know, I'm being a little selfish and I'm, I'm bringing my daughter along with me. You know, I'm not teaching her how to be selfish, but I'm teaching her how to, you know, learn how to, you know, about this hobby, learn responsibilities, you know, the value of a dollar and, you know, doing something for her that she can, you know, for the rest of her life, have that as her go to her, her place that she can, you know, if she wants to go to her room and get away from everything and look at her stranger thing stuff or her Millie Bobby Brown card that, that, you know, when I was 11 years old, I met 11, yeah. you know, which is going to be like mind blowing, which is so cool. And I had, you know, I got my picture with her and I got that card signed. I looked like an idiot because I couldn't say a word when I seen her, but, you know, she gave me a hug and it was all good. <laughs> and now that I watch Stranger Things and I'm showing my kids, listen, check out Stranger Things, 
and I met her and this was cool. You know, Millie Bobby Brown, who knows? You know, I just found out today she got engaged I don't know oh. if you heard that, to yeah. uh, John Bon Jovi's son. Oh, wow. They've been Power dating couple. Yeah, they've been dating for three years, and he proposed, put a fat ring, you know, rock on her on her finger. I'm like, okay, you know, she's young, but hey, you know, yeah, hmm. over under on that one. I don't know, man. Like Millie's a good girl, you know. She's okay. a, she's she's a good girl. He's a good kid, you know. I I've watched them for a couple of years now, you know. And at first, I'm like, oh, what's up with this? You know, they're young yeah. and love, and but they've been together, and I haven't heard any like scandalous stuff, and you know. Okay. Yeah, you know, what, what's wrong with getting engaged and uh, taking care? You know, taking if you got Millie Bobby Brown as your girl, you know, you want to take her off the market. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's he's locking that in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what, what else you got? Come on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So, all right. So, I mean, like I said, we we we've evolved and and we're a couple months away. And and the big thing is, and we keep plugging it because it's you know we can't plug it enough. Trade night on Friday night at the National, and it's, it's going to be, uh, as the kids say, a movie. Yeah. So uh, get there early because that is, um, that's definitely a come up from our last National. That that so. definitely is. You know, when we went there, we were we were happy to be on stage. You know, we were nervous about that, getting prepared to, you know, meet up with cousin John and 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 Danny Black and getting them on that stage, not knowing what what to expect. Um, you know, we built friendships from there with Shane. Sports card, nobody. <clears throat> and uh, who else was there? Who was oh, there? everybody, bro. Danny Black and, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. Oh, our guy, uh, Cormier. Mr. Kevin Cormier. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to think. That yeah. Mr. Cormier was in the crowd, you know, support, <laughs> supporting the boys. Yeah. From the commish, you know. Commish, yes, of course. So, mm-hmm. you know, now we, we, we got a couple more people in our corner, which is pretty cool. And then, you know, teaming up with the Wolfpack and Rob, the sports car therapist, and all the guys, Carmine and Craig and, and Dave and, and our boy Ken, Big Ken in the house. <laughs> Big Ken in the house, man. I love, I love it. He's like, you yeah, join Big Ken. And I'm like, yeah, that's my man. For sure. So, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Fun, 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 yeah, fun. Absolutely. So, coming down to the home stretch, last topic here. No, we, we got two Bro. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you touched. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to this one though. You touched on a little bit with, with the watchdogs, and I, I know you're uh, you're now you're kind of watching the watchdogs a little bit. <laughs> but you you made the uh, statement here. It says hobby watchdogs are always looking to hold the nefarious characters as influencers in the hobby accountable for their actions and words. Well, who holds these watchdogs accountable for their actions and words when they step out of line? Yeah. So talk yeah. to me about that, bro. Listen, I love everybody in this hobby. Number one, everybody. You know, we we are all, let me say, you know, peas in a pod. We're here for the cards. We're here for the camaraderie. We're here to build relationships. Um, Some of us, you know, we we do it all the same but different. Now, there's people that have come in and kind of like put it upon themselves to kind of, you know, well, you know, we we see some stuff and I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and team up with some others or just even do it by myself and police what I think is kind of some shady stuff. And again, this is uncharted territory when it comes to the hobby. It's the wild, wild west. So anything is possible when money gets involved and greed gets involved. There's a lot of shadiness. And, you know, again, I'm going to steal this, but uh, AIH, thank you. Uh, Hanky panky, if you, you know, if you will. So that happens on the daily 
in in the hobby there's always something that you could point to and you'd be like damn that can't believe that person did that or this or, and it's not just like somebody smashing grab breaking into a yeah. you know a freaking somebody's shop and, and stealing like that that that's the obvious stuff those people you know okay oh those guys are thieves you know we're, we're talking about like undercover stuff where you know for some people like somebody influencing whether it's dan the curator or jeff the sports card investor you know they they those like i said we always go back to the the two big dogs you know people just put them up as the uh the two guys in the hobby that they feel are just don't belong you know and and that that whatever they're doing it, it's just not right and sometimes you know, a lot of these uh, watchdogs, they have evidence and you could point to it and, and they speak to it like the same way we spoke to, you know, Splendiferous One, Mr. Sweetness, uh, you know, Steve Splenda. When we have conversations, we had him on and we, we discussed it as, you know, as gentlemen. And he made his point and I made my point and we they were differing points. But at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're hugging and kissing and we're doing all that good stuff. And that's it. We're pounding it up. And that's that's cool. We can have those discussions. But then there's others in this hobby that feel they got to come on and get real aggressive with it, you know, and, and like take shit like to another level. And it's like you're attacking not only that person, but, you know, maybe even what they do for a living or, you know, and it just, it, it gets way beyond the cards and, and way beyond what you're trying to prove um, to, to, to put your point across. And it's like, what, you know, what, what gives these guys the right to go ahead and judge, you know, who made you judge jury and executioner when, you know, you're basically stating an opinion, you know, like, again, it goes back to, we could talk about, Dan, the curator pumping, you know, Marvel PMGs. But at the end of the day, if I decide to take out my wallet or I decide to go use my PayPal account and buy that PMG, Dan didn't put a gun to my head. I made a decision as a grown ass man to buy that damn card. Now, Dan could have been talking about it and I could have been quote unquote influenced and be like, yeah, this is the greatest thing to slice bread. But last I checked, every goddamn thing in this hobby you're pretty much influenced to buy, you know, whether it's kabooms, whether it's vintage, whether it's modern, ultra modern, you know, the 86 Fleer to the 84 star, you know, you know, once the 86 Fleer went all the way up and then it came down and everybody started pumping the 84 star. So it's like, this is coming from everywhere and anyone in this particular hobby. When you're going to a show, everybody's strutting their wares and, and you're there to, to purchase stuff. So they're going to try to influence you to buy their stuff you know, at the price that they won. So it's like, this, this, that's the game dog. You know, like this isn't, you're not reinventing the wheel. This, this is what it is. So if you want to be successful and, you know, God forbid you, you get a sponsorship and you get up and you talk about some, you know, the, that sponsor or what they, you know, and, and, and God forbid that, that, that sponsor maybe did something, you know, 10 years ago that pissed somebody off and now forever in a day that will forever be known as the you know if you get sponsored by that person you're a shithole just like them and it's like come on man let, let, let's let's back off the rhetoric and and if you got good legit gripes i'm all for it and like i said bring me the shillers bring me uh the people that are trimming bring me the people that are trying to scam cool all that yes all day but when you when you start getting personal like over like card beefs you know and it's just like what, what are we doing what are we doing? Yeah, that's why I hear everything you're saying, and 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 the and the thing that rings out like that's like ding 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 is freaking buy what you like. 
Like that trumps all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all this noise and all this stuff. And like, yo, if you stick to that, like then it's, you know, and, and I thousand percent agree. But once you get past the cars, you start attacking people's person. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, that's a bit much. You know, like, and we, we, we've gotten it, you know, we, we haven't brought it up, but you know, we, we've gotten a little bit of the venom and it, it just gets to the point, like, dude, like, like, like I said, I love everybody in this hobby. And even, even the person that I'm referring to, I love that dude. You know what I mean? Like, I love you. I love everybody. The Oz isn't here to create enemies. The Oz is not here spending his well-earned money in this goddamn hobby to be getting in some East Coast, West Coast beef like Tupac and Biggie. It's like, I'm not for that shit. I'm here to, you know, to relax. I'm here to buy cars. I'm here to, to enjoy myself. I'm here getting on this, this podcast. So it's therapy for me to be able to, you know, talk to the masses and, 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 and express myself. And if I have an opinion where I say, yeah, I love Dan the Curator. Okay. Does that make me a bad guy? No, I just have a different opinion from you. You may think he's the worst thing, you know, that's ever come into this hobby. I don't. I'm sorry. You know, and if that makes me a bad guy, then so be it. I will die up on the Dan the Curator cross. <laughs> me and Dan talk every day. We we share posts. You know, he likes my posts. I like his. I make comments. He makes comments on mine. And God forbid that I do. <laughs> if, if, if that's the case, if that's the downfall of Cousins Collectibles is me loving Dan the Curator, then God damn it. I am sorry. I apologize, Tony, that we can't get any, you know, bigger things because of that. But I'm not going to I've never not like Dan and I've never changed my opinion. I was told that I did. And that's not the case. I am on record. <laughs> OK, going to bat for Dan when we interviewed him after that and now. So it is what it is. It is. You know, what I mean, so like you're not going to tell me how I'm supposed to feel, how I'm supposed to think. And I'm not going to tell you how to feel and think. I'm going to agree to disagree, but I'm yeah. not going to attack you. Yeah, yeah, that's that 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 ain't it. And you guys actually, you guys being you and Dan, um, you guys kind of collect similar things. Yeah, bro. Like, dude. Like he does the action figure. You do, uh, yeah, it's GI Joe, but like yeah. you know, which nobody thing. like busts him for that. And I've seen him post more GI Joe stuff. Yeah, than, like you know, it, so, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. it's real selective what they like it's to pick good. out and choose. It's almost, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it, like, I, like I say, it's yeah. low hanging fruit to me. It's lazy, yeah. and it's easy when you got somebody that's the poster boy that you could continue to, you know, go ahead. He's the pinata, and you're just gonna keep swinging at it until he busts. But they they forget that Dan Dan's not gonna bust. He's gonna bust back. <laughs> and that gets him even more pissed. And and that and that and to me, I kind of like that, you know. And you always talk about the the embrace the uh... yeah embrace. You know, you talk about the heel. Hey, I I kind of like the heel too, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna front. Yeah, it's like sometimes I think I'm like yeah, I think these guys are all in cahoots, man. Where it's just like a like a reality show within it within is. a. It is, and it ma it makes it fun, but at the same time, like you, you can only take it so far. When, when, once you get to the point where you're just spewing, it, it, to me, it's hate. And I, I talked about this with Steve, and I said, "There's a lot of hate in this hobby, and, and you know, we we can put you know our head in the sand, and we could put a blind eye to it, but you know, there, there's it's a fine line be between hobby watchdog and a guy that's just hating, you know, on anything and everything. And, and then you get to the point, like, dude, if you feel that way, that way, why are you here? And I'm not trying to kick you out of the hobby, but you're pretty much putting yourself on an island where you hate everything, you know, 
good, bad, different, you know, pretty ugly. It doesn't matter. You're just like, you got a comment, and that comment is always a negative one. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, why? What? You know, we, we, hmm. what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> so I hug. official hobby watchdog watchdog. There you go. <laughs> so let's finish up on a more positive note, which is actually kind of a struggle. It's the struggle of taking the perfect picture for your Instagram account and on top of that, picking the right song. See, this is the bane of my existence. <laughs> Talk to me about dealing with reflections, oh, shadows. I, I'll tell you what, bro. I'm I'm up to like one, two, three in the morning. My wife I wakes see up that. in the middle of the night. What the hell are you doing? Who are you downstairs texting? Are you talking to your girlfriend? I'm like, man, if you knew for the last hour and a half, I've been trying to get this goddamn picture just right. And now that I got it, now I'm trying to think of inspiration of what song I should use. And it's just, man, so I can get 10 likes. So 10 but, people can make me feel good. Yeah, you know, and, and two comments, but I'm all for it, you know, and that that's, hey, but I'm not doing for that. I'm doing it because, listen, you know, I'm on this Michael Jackson kick. So to me, when I'm doing this, I'm taking that that picture of the card, and then it's like, man, okay, I'm looking. Okay, this is 1985 Panini. What did Michael come out with in 1985? Bang. Then I'm looking at what he came out with. And I'm like, all right, well, so what's the dopest one out of that? And yeah. what can I tell about what, what nugget of information can I throw in that? You know, not that people are going to read what I wrote down, but if they did read that, you know, they would get a little nugget of information from Mike. And then let me go ahead, not just post the, the regular song. I want to find a remix of that song that nobody's heard that's dope as shit. <laughs> you know, so I'm like going down these rabbit holes every night trying to find the, the perfect post and it's like and then you know god forbid the glares bro the glares are everywhere you can't yeah. get away from the glares you know if it was all raw it'd be great but everything got a slab on it and you know it's just like there's something you go to the left and you think you got the right picture and then you look at it and it's a little fuzzy there's a glare right over his eye you know and it's like oh yeah. my god and then yeah dude it's yeah. a mess so if anybody has any tips on how to uh help some of that out. Cause I mean, we have the photo boxes we have. I mean, we were talking to the commissioner the day. Commissioner says, you know, sometimes he's standing on, on, on his head, leaning to the left, has his, the camera in his, between his toes and just to get the right, you know? So yeah, the struggle, the struggle is real when you're trying to get those, those, those pictures. And so by the time this releases, I may or may not have my Ken Carl in hand and Ooh. I'm already struggling to, to uh, figure out how I'm going to take it. the proper picture to, to there's two of them. Yeah, to justify what what that man did and man, what oh Dude, Lordy, I, I, Lordy. like when I seen that, I was like, Wow, Ken yeah. Carl, you outdid yourself, brother. Like serious. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm already stressing all I was like, Do I gotta go buy a camera just for this one, <laughs> you know, card or something? I don't know. But again, if anybody has any tips on that, feel free to slide in the DMs and and, and help us out. Cause uh struggle is real man you know you're looking for that perfect picture and then on top of the song that's a whole nother thing yeah you know because then you're looking oh, i don't want to use the same songs over and over and, and this do i don't want to go hip-hop do i want to go rock and roll do i want to yeah. go pop do i want you know do i want to go yeah. country i don't know you know what i mean just throw some like i did one where i did mike no no it wasn't mike jaminski who the, who the, oh it was uh kevin McHale. yeah <laughs> and i did you know party all the time eddie murphy yeah. and the only reason i did that because it was 1986 and Eddie Murphy in 1986, that was actually, it came all the way up to number two. But overall that year, that was number seven on the Billboard charts. 
my girl likes to party all the time. And I love the <laughs> shit out of Eddie, Eddie Murphy. And I love that song. And it, it, it's a running joke between me and my boys. Yeah. Um, so if you know, you know. Uh, but it had nothing to do with Kevin McHale other than the year. So the yeah, people yeah. were like, okay, I think that's cool. I'm going to go with it. I was like, bro, trust me. You can't, you can't go wrong with Kevin McHale and Eddie Murphy. It just, it's, a, it's a winning combination. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a, it's not a hard song to memorize. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My girl <laughs> likes to party all the time. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, Eddie, you need to leave your girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man, that's all we got for, uh, you know, right t- this week. I said uh, a little bit of everything, you know, we get, we, th- these are, this episode is kind of like the ups and downs of the hobby, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you just got to ride it out. And that's just a social, a lot of that too, though, is a lot of social media. That's just social media in general. Yeah. I mean, our guy JS, he has no idea who the curator is, who watchdogs are. What a uh, 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 market movers is. He don't know nothing about all that, bro. man. And that's no, a whole. You know, he said. I mean, he's like, yeah. "You're a young guy. I'm gonna go ahead and ask you the question. So, what's going on in the hobby now? You know, See? that that was his first question. I'm like, bro, if you only knew. Right, and uh, that's just a yeah. Like it, a, and it's true, bro. And I and I like sometimes I feel like, man, I'm just gonna go ahead and get rid of car porn. I'm gonna go ahead and get rid of Lamine James. I'm gonna go ahead and unfollow Octane Collectibles and you know, all these guys that have these funny memes that they're funny at the moment, but then they, you know, they're talking about negative stuff that's happening. And it's like, okay, then you you go down that rabbit hole. Well, what's that about? What's that about? And then you find yourself going completely where you shouldn't be going. Because yeah. it's just it's it's drama, man. We you know I'll say this though, like Octane Collectibles goes so extreme with his stuff that it's just it's hilarious, man. Like, it is, know. but it's she yeah. It, it's uh some of it is uh not <laughs> suitable for work. Scared. So just, <laughs> I just, see some of them posts. I'm like, boy, <laughs> just be careful if you're, if you're yeah. gonna go down. If you're gonna go down the Octane rabbit hole, but yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I, it I, makes I'm me surprised. Laugh. Let me put it like this: some of those things I say, I'm surprised Octane is still around. Yeah, no, no, still it's around just, doing content, yeah, living his best life. Yeah, yeah, he, he has it. He just, I, I heard him on the Too Thick Pod the one time. He just like, dude, I'm just. He goes, I'm just making fun of us, man. We're all yeah. here and we're all a bunch of goofballs, anyways. So that, just... That's the point. What it all boils down to is we're a bunch of nerds, yo. Embrace <laughs> it. You know, I mean, don't don't yeah. act like oh, I'm a cooler nerd than that guy. You know yeah. what I mean? You're still a nerd. <laughs> You're still a nerd. I'm a nerd. I, I'll accept that. You know, my like pocket protector is cooler than yours. Yeah, I got, you know like, I, mean? I got like, the five. I got the five pen edition. You only got the three. Well, I got contacts in. You still wearing your glasses? You know what I mean? Like, stop <laughs> it. You're still a freaking nerd. You know what I mean? You're not cooler than me. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, but like I said, that's all I got. Check us out Thursday live. That's always Ooh, fun. We're gonna that's have gonna some, be fun. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. You know, yeah, Thursday. Never know who's gonna pop up, show up. I don't even know. Tony be like, all right, we got a new caller. I, you know, and you control all of that. So I really, it's a news to me when somebody comes on, and I'm like, oh, who is it? Because I have no idea. (laughs) Open the curtain. It's like, woo. (laughs) But yeah, so that's it. That's all I got. So I turn the tables over to you, sir. Take us home. Yes, sir. uh, Yes, sir. Get it going. I wanted to give a, a couple shout outs. One to my boy Denny's cards. Um. You know, he, he, he's been doing a lot of good things in the hobby. I, I like what he's doing, you know, looking to make a name for himself. You know, I never, you know, hate on anybody or, 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 you know, try to, I'm always trying to uplift and bring, you know, people that, uh, 
are really trying to go ahead and put themselves out there in the hobby. And, and Danny's doing that, James Lumen. Um, and then there's a guy that reached out to me, um, J.C. Cox. He's uh, – hopefully that's a real name, but um, – <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that's his name i'm not laughing it, it's, but, it's jc know. sports cards 12 okay so he basically he hit me up and he's new to the hobby he goes i'm mostly you know newer in baseball football and basketball i'm just trying to get up and running you know so he was asking me some stuff and i thought it was cool you know he reached out to me and i was like listen bro i said to be honest all the questions you have I said, I could sit here. I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm delivering the mail. I would love to just sit down and chat, but I'm actually working. Yeah. I said, but you know, I'm not trying to pump myself up, but you know, we have my cousin and I, we do a, a podcast and we interview, uh, you know, the who's who in the hobby, all these guys that have been here, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, or, or just recently that are real successful. And we try to, uh, you know, get all the nuggets of information that we can to, to get all the secrets to this hobby, you know, so that, and, and it, it's free, you know, you could just listen yeah. or you can go on YouTube and, and you can watch it. And, and it's not just us, you know, it's, it's, you know, people like Rob and, and all these other guys that are content creators um, that are doing this stuff out of the kindness of their heart because they like to. And, and, you know, and they're, and it's, again, we're not charging for this stuff. This is free information. So why wouldn't you as a collector? And if you want to, you know, get serious about this hobby, go ahead and do like we did try to listen to as much of this stuff. If it's free, you know, you're just going to, you listen to it all, you figure out what you like, and then, you, you know, you stay with that and you get in your lane. So I was like, you know, whatever you need, uh, you know, if, if you have any questions, bro, don't don't hesitate to hit me up. And if I can't answer it, I'll get somebody that can. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to my man, JC. Shout out to Denny's Cars. Shout out to James. Shout out to the Wolfpack. You know, shout out to uh, all the peoples <laughs> that might be, you know, a little butthurt after this one. I still love you. <laughs> You're going to get a video made about it. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't care. Do what you want about me. I still love you. There you go. Love it. So, <laughs> just laughing because I can just see the video now. You know what? Shout out to my man, the Splendiferous One, Sweetness, Mr. Steve, Splendor. I love you too. Yeah, Splendor's our guy, man. We, we get to talk to Splendor all the time, man. So appreciate Splendor. Yes, so. sir. <laughs> so take us home, Oz. So we're going to end this like we always do. And that is keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Tone, bring the beat back.